Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Sunday Skate on Sports Radio WEEI. The first time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins and the NHL. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. With Ken Laird from the Mud and Callahan Show. What a bunch of criminals. We ought to be in jail. That's all there is to it. WEEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. Meet the killer. Sunday Skate is brought to you by Wise Snacks and by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. Beast is win, you know, we got a lot of losses. Yeah, we got a lot of losses. Lace them up for some beast talk right now on Sports Radio WEEI. This is episode three of the rebranded Skate Podcast. Ken Laird and Matt Kalman here, and it's January. It's not January at all, it's July 2nd. <laughs> Wow. Feels like we're in the middle of hockey season. A lot of action yesterday. Not from the Bruins, though. Where is the winger, Matt Kalman from WEI.com? Oh Where is the, that? Was come on? You told me that was. Uh, you agreed. We both agreed. Yeah. Number one need. But they can't do winger. it yet. They Why? can't because they don't know how much cap. I mean, they they went into yesterday with twelve million in cap space, and having the three RFAs to sign, and you're still in that position. Only well, you have less cap, cap space. space now. Get cap space. Well, you have the to least, get cap space. The Leafs takes... found the brilliant Toronto Maple mm. Leafs. Brilliant. And not so brilliant when you look at it. Kyle in the long run in Dubas, the, in the full. What's their GM's name? Kyle Dubas. Yes, managed to get Patrick Marlowe out and Nikita Zaitsev, one of your uh, whipping boys, yeah, one of well, your many whipping boys. He took a Cody CC, who's an RFA, who has to, has to pay in addition to Mitch Marner. He got Tyson Barry, who's a UFA after this year, one year of but, Tyson. But Barry. useful players for a year. Useful players for a year, yeah. But now he's looking at UFAs of pa- Barry and Muzzin. His only two, his two of his only three legitimate NHL defensemen. But then they'll are have UFAs cap after the season. And they're not. They're not. Well, how much cap space are you going to have once you get Marner done and and, and and the Matthews deal kicks in? What are you going to have here? Well, you're going to have Mitch Marner for nine million a year, which is not the worst thing in the world. I don't know if they're going to have for nine million. He's not taking nine million. Why do people think that this? Well, he has to, right? It's, this is the same thing the Bruins are dealing with. By December first, he's going to pull the Nylander and he's going to he's going to whine, but he's got no bargaining power. He's got to yeah, show he's, up. He's seeing that the Leafs will cave. The Leafs caved on the Nylander thing, so. Um, not for eleven million, though. Plus, he's their best player. Can we not like? Can we not ignore the fact that Matthews is great, but Marner is the greatest? I, he's I the, agree. He's with the you. driver. Of everything. Who cares if he plays wing or center? They should, he's their most valuable player. So they're not. Uh, I mean, they're out of the woods a little bit, and they may be a little improved. I mean, did they take a big step forward getting rid of Kadri for Kerfoot? And then uh, probably not, but yeah. they're, they're better on D. You would agree with that? They're, they're a little better on D, and they, they defended well last year in the playoffs. We know that they were just. 
you know, a bad goal away from from maybe winning that thing if it wasn't, you know, in six and seven, you know. But the, the I mean, the number one thing for me that they haven't addressed, assuming that they can get everybody signed to the cap, is they still haven't addressed the fact that the goalie plays sixty games and nobody does that anymore and succeeds. Yeah. So they have, they have a little space. Maybe that's something they well. They have Hutchinson address. and Sparks still on the contract, so they're not really looking for that. And it's the same thing. Not to get off on a tangent, but it's it's the same thing with Florida. I mean, you're paying your goalie ten million dollars at 31 years old. I'm not so sure this is the way you go in 2019. I mean, if the Bruins had it all over to, to do again, and you go back and look at Tuca and the deal they gave him, and it was market value, and he's he's had his great moments. He's also had his his down years. They might not have done the same thing. These progressive organizations understand that you need goaltending, but you don't need ten million dollar goaltending. Well, before we go down the Sergei Bobrovsky route, yeah. and you're referring to, and uh, the top three agents who have signed. Let's talk about the Bruins here yeah. on Skate Podcast and what they have not done. And we started there. I mean, you're hinting at, you know, why have they not gotten a winger? They can't. They can't afford to. Uh, Don well, Sweeney they can't was, even afford to make an offer. They've, he admitted yesterday he can't offer a Johansson. He hasn't offered him. He wants to keep want, him. He does, but he hasn't talked to him. I mean, he, well, he's, they're, well, they're putting been, their hands up and saying He's Johansson's in touch with J.P. Barry, who is indeed a general manager in National Hockey. You have to talk to that guy. Um but also, by the same token, Johansson didn't sign anywhere. So, you know, and, he, and Sweeney alluded to this. I don't want to just echo what he said, but is there a reason he's hedging his bets? Is he thinking that, well, maybe, you know, whatever the, the – they obviously have a ballpark figure. Is he thinking, wow, if I can get $4 million over five or six years of Boston, is that better than, mm. you know, five or six years somewhere I might not be as happy, somewhere I don't fit? Somewhere where they might be asking to be a top six guy, and here we know they might be happy with him being on a third line. But they would even give him four million. I mean, is that even is that even possible? Well, or? conceivably, if you end up sweetening the Bacchus contract and, and getting out from under it, that gives you six million to three million, depending on how much you're retaining, right? So that opens up some space. And now then, I would do that. Now would you see because because I think that's a, it's painful to give a first round pick, yeah. as the Leafs did for for Mitch uh, for Marlowe to go away, but. Six million dollars is significant with the cap not going up as much as, as people it's thought. Crazy. And if you don't get Johansson or somebody like him, you're in the same spot again at the trade deadline. You're going to give up another yeah. second and whatever and, and the for, fact, a, for another rental. Yep. Now you're trading a first right. for a four year player and a proven commodity. You saw him work with Coyle, who's staying. Yep. You've seen it. You've de- it's been demonstrated. In fact, as much as we banged on Johansson, there were times in the finals where that was the only line that was working. It was like you were you were waiting until that shift that well, Johansson's skate would, would touch the, the ice. The issue, I don't too is that, the issue, too, is that you're saying he works well with Coyle, but we're not married to Coyle being that third-line center at this point. The way this roster is built, even if you add Johansson back, Coyle might be a top-six wing. He might be a, a right wing on one of those lines. Fair enough. I mean, so... You have to figure I out. I don't think can, can Johansson at least to that. find success somewhere else. Could he, if he had a full training camp, could he play right side with Bergeron and Marchand, or with Krejci and DeBrusque? Does he replace DeBrusque? Does DeBrusque get bumped down? I mean, you know, right. I know there's been some discussion around here. I guess Dell Arnold's throwing Jake DeBrusque under the bus now. Is that his his whipping That's, boy? Yes. So you know, you get if you're thinking maybe Jake DeBrusque gets bumped down, and maybe Johansson does play in the top six here. Maybe that's a reason. Why he's considering, you know, maybe coming back here. I mean, obviously, there's there's been no rumors either way of where he's going. I mean, we know Columbus made its move with Nyquist. We don't know how much really the teams he's been talking to have been filling the spots. So maybe he's thinking he'll come back here, even if it's on. A, maybe he's thinking one year deal, five million. I'll come back next summer. I don't know. You never know what these guys sometimes. Okay, fair thinking. point. If that's the guy, I mean, because I have read those Sweeney's yeah. comments. Like, but to go back to the back is he's thing, out of here. To go back to the back is that you wanted to talk about is um. 
It, take, it takes work. First of all, he had to get his no trade list or his, his trade list. There's eight teams that he will be traded to. Now, sometimes you can work around that, but you start with the trade list. So, A, you don't know when he got when Don Sweeney got the list. Maybe he, he got to first during start the night of game seven. He started working <laughs> on it. He was up in the press box. <laughs> well, he should have. Well, he absolutely should have. So, you look at that. Let's say he even got it a week in advance. Well, obviously, the teams that you're trading him to, and it's only eight teams, they're all thinking about July 1st. They don't know what they're going to get. They don't know who they're going to get. We've seen, we saw so many teams yesterday go to plan B, right? The, Panthers didn't get Panarin, so they had to go plan B. The Islanders lost Leonard. They had to go to plan B. They didn't get Panarin. They, they bring Lee back. So there were so many moving parts there. Clearly, no team was willing to take however much of Backus's contract you were willing to give them at that point until they saw how much wiggle room they were going to have, right? So you start there, and then you just go to the fact that how much of a sweetener do you do you want to do? And I think you know there's two reasons why you got to do this. First of all, the cap space is the, is the number one, the major part. But the second thing is, and and Sweeney brought this up too about Backus being a, a functional fourth liner. Come on, no. the guy does not want to be here as a fourth liner. They just signed two fourth liners yesterday. But they signed two fourth liners yesterday. They have plenty of fourth liners. The odd, the fact is, he's a thirteenth. He's the thirteenth or fourteenth forward on this team. As as bad as he's dropped off, that's not even part, part mostly his fault. It's because they are deep in that type of a player, and that the league is changing. There are and, teams and that could probably use him as yes. a three million dollar fourth. And if he player. stays here, it now becomes an embarrassment, right? It's embarrassing well, it, to him and exactly. The rest of the team. And you know what? Last year they traded McQuaid because they knew they didn't want him to be the seventh defenseman. They knew Camfer was more of the fit for that type of role. And this is the type of thing too. It's almost like a mercy killing to like let's just say this is you know water under the bridge. And whatever the sweetener is, the sweetener is. I mean. If you, there really is no bad contract you could take back and get out from under. So it has to be some sort of sweetener at this point. And it is amazing. I mean, the irony is this is the big ticket free agent signing they made what two years ago or twenty sixteen, right. I guess, uh, and they're in trouble for it now. However, as we famously discussed before they won a cup, he might have gotten the cup third, and you know, in the sequence of who got the <laughs> well, cup. Well, that's just Chara it. If, if they won, it looks like a great deal, right? You know, hey, they were if, close. If, if they lost to Toronto, we wouldn't be sitting here about how old Marcus Johansson. We need to keep this guy, right? Yeah. It's just there's so many you know I hate to say you know there's there's actually some luck involved in a lot of it's it bounces of the puck and but your guy Zuccarello got six million to go to Minnesota are, I mean these are crazy deals I mean this is what New, I wrote Nyquist today right Nyquist got five and a half million do you want do you want your general manager to do what Don Sweeney did yesterday or do you want him to throw six five years six million or six million five what is it Zuccarello it, it, one of those one of those combinations I think five by six five by six do you want I mean I I love that player and he's a great player but is he going to be that for the next five years no no uh you're, you're forced to bargain on a team shop, which what? i don't i don't buy, I blame them for now i would have been in on Corey perry i know you weren't oh. you famously wrote the brandon peary column right he's good the column, one, right and if they, you, if they you tried him, right. you, you actually got a, an answer from us from a gm <laughs> great job by you well it just shows that sometimes you know he has some respect for some of us who do the work you know but uh yeah there was they were clearly in on some of these guys i wonder if they even maybe were in on spezza a little bit i haven't really read i mean not to oh, knock point. not no, to knock my home. Not to knock my former journalist, but I haven't seen anyone ask Spessa yet, were you only going to do this deal at home or would you have done it somewhere else? Because you have taken a hometown I, discount? I thought of him, if he came yeah. in, even for, I would have given him a little more. I would have given him the million I gave to Richie. Versatile player, veteran guy. If you're going to lose Bacchus, you could use that extra voice in the room. But, I mean, there's obviously a chance that he could have gone there. Uh, Peary, the same thing. I think he loves Gerard Gallant. Had his best year of his career in Florida playing for that guy. I don't know why <laughs> the GM must be overruling the coach there, but sending him to the minors as many times as he does. But a guy who can shoot, I'd like to see them sometimes take a chance on guys that this guy's at AHL or even in Perry's case, he had the one good NHL year as a scorer. And maybe we can take this scorer and we can turn him into something you know serviceable in our top nine. They never seem to do that. It's all about the well-rounded guys. And you know maybe we'll see if Richie can do 16 again, even though, I mean, 
Luckily, they're, they're toning that down. They haven't been saying, oh, this guy once scored six. Peter Shirelli would have said, this guy scored 16 goals for us. He's going to do it. He's going to bounce back. You know, at least Sweeney is, I don't know what was going on yesterday. He was very relaxed. Maybe it was the summer heat. And, uh, you know, not raising expectations, not trying to make it sound like he uh, knocked it out of the park. He knows what he did, and he knows the situation he's in. And a I lot mean, of, no, and nobody will yeah. rip Sweeney for his fourth line. Centers right. or additions because that's the one thing he's Well, that's nailed, just it, right? too. Again, people knock Shirelli for overpaying role players, but he doesn't do it. He holds the line. Tim Schaller, you want to make more money? Goodbye. Dolachari, farewell. We'll bring in Brett Ritchie, and you know what? This time next year, we'll be talking about Chris Wagner and Joakim Nordstrom making 1-5 somewhere while, you know, Kuhlman and Bleed and whatever Bruins, whatever pick, uh, free agent they can pick up for a million fills in on that spot. Yes, that's to his credit. The, but the, it, it remains now the question of Bacchus, the timing. Yeah. The restricted free agents, I do understand. He's got a tough job there. Um, you know, then, they're you being know, held over a barrel. He's not the only ones. It's, uh, right? How long does it – some of these guys may go until December, right? I'm, I'm starting to believe. Well, I don't think it's going to be Heinen, but McAvoy and Carlo. The McAvoy thing is weird because he doesn't have any rights. And we saw Tory Krug in this situation on his second contract. And, and Riley Smith, too, was in that situation. It took him till training camp. They came in – before the last exhibition games, I think. I think okay. they, I think the last exhibition game was their first exhibition game when they came in. They have no rights, though. Charlie McAvoy has no rights. So it really is, what do you want to do to play here? Now, the Carl thing gets a little dicey, although you would assume that guy, um, the type of person he is, he's not looking to, to break the bank here, and he might be amenable to a bridge deal if that's what they're looking for. But or, a bridge deal is still 4 to $5 million right. per, per reports. Yeah. And well, McAvoy's just... seven to eight million. Right. So right there, as you sit here, the Bruins on July second have ten million dollars in cap space. Hein is probably not going to make much, but between the three of them, they can't afford them now. So right. They, they've got to move back. They've got to move somebody just I mean, to get them. You know, signed. I know you're going to think I'm banging on Grizzly again, but he might be a, a tradable piece as well at this point. Um, I could see, especially if Krug is going to stay for a bit of a right. discount, and and you're committed That's just to him. It, but you just, I could see that. You just don't know. I mean, he's so Sweeney's so married to this depth on D thing, and I think there, there's a lot to be said for the fact that they did have some depth here. I mean, you have to give him some credit that he's able to plug in a Carson Kuhlman or a John Moore in the final, and Camphor and Clifton, and we've seen what they've done with Clifton. That maybe that's the better approach sometimes, and that's the thing about Toronto too. Not to Veer back to or Toronto, or not just East Toronto, Pittsburgh. They're not as deep once you get past the top, you know, thirteen forwards or seven D, um, and one or two injuries derails you. Well, here is the list, and it's extensive. The uh, was this Don Sweeney like a stream of consciousness? Oh, Did yeah, you feel like exactly. he was just blurting out names one after the other? Well, he said submission, so we know he was getting a little kooky. Wow, and that was quick <laughs> in the list. He said, "Who's going to take Johansson's place?" Heinen first up. Okay, so let's we'll stop there. Yeah. Can Danton Heinen replace what well, Marcus Johansson brought you? Well, it depends what role you're talking and about. You got into this some Twitter point, beef on this with Bruins stats. Weren't you going back and forth on Heinen's? Uh, I think we're going back on pro- Miller prowess. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. That was Miller me. stuff. To be but, uh, Sorry, but no Heinen too. They you know they all hate on Heinen, but actually Bruins stats is the guy who likes Heinen as Heinen. a first liner, and we saw it succeed. Yes. And then Bruce Cassidy's quote after the season is, "I didn't think he could sustain that for more than a couple of weeks." And then the the GM says yesterday, well, Heinen's going to replace Johansson. Does that mean as the third line forward? Because if it is, okay, well, he was already there, first of all. Second of all, you, then you still have a hole in the top six. Um, 
And if Heinen can bump up, well, we know the coach doesn't believe in him yet. So, well, and and it's maybe dicey. maybe it's not the coach either. I, a quote from Phil Kessel, old Phil, who yeah. I traded this week. It was actually a Jim Rutherford quote. Who says, he, who says he wasn't asked to trade? And I mean, that's right? They got into a squabble about that, but but Rutherford admitted that Phil Kessel demanded to play with Malkin. Yeah, there was no that doubt. Was it. He was I don't not playing with that. anybody else. I don't doubt that for a second. And he said, this happens a lot in our league. This is not yeah. isolated to just Phil. Well, why do you think Patrice Bergeron has David Postonok? That's my question to you. Is that <laughs> is that an issue in the, that's never been discussed here, but do you think Bergeron and or Marchand are amenable to playing without Postonok with somebody with Danton Heinen? I think... Uh, or do they demand it? In the deepest recesses of the Bruins organization in the Bruins locker room, I think there's there's a, there's a discussion about that. There's no doubt. Bruce and what does Krejci say? Like f you, <laughs> Christ, give me give me something. Well, he's just so used to it. I guess he, he's you know it's it's just the way it goes. It's the pecking order here. Maybe someday David Krejci will write a tell-all Krejci book. Krejci has been shit on you know, so back much. Stabbing, back stabbing Patrice Bergeron. He should. Tales from behind the curtain. If this is the David NBA, Krejci. could you imagine what David Krejci... First of all, David Krejci would have been traded like four times by now if this was the NBA, but if he had the chance to like take some shots at him. But yeah, there's no doubt that those guys want to stay together, and you know maybe Patrice Bergeron doesn't want to start messing with these younger lines at this point. I mean, he's got the points. He's getting... The production and uh, you know why start start over with someone unless it's someone established. But maybe the game seven performance and you know in, in the series total in the Cup Finals would wake them up to say, okay, you know yeah. what, let's let's be a little more amenable to, uh, to <laughs> barring here. barring a major addition to this team that you say, okay, this is the perfect Krejci right wing. If you just if, if training camp day one you don't have Pasternak and Krejci together in the same groups for the preseason games. Give it a chance. Don't break it up because you lose a I couple agree. games. Yeah. You have to give it a chance. Let it run. And maybe that means changing DeBrusque. Maybe that means Krejci, Pasternak, Johansson, or X guy, whoever it is that that is around. Solaric again. If you can, if he's going to come well, back, and maybe go through the show rest that of the list. Cares. Carson Coleman, Zach Sinitian, Peter Solaric, Anders Bjork, yeah, uh, Charlie Coyle, Paul Carey. Uh, am I missing anybody? That seemed to be the, the generalist. Yeah. Okay. Paul Carey's name well, has not been brought he up. Didn't, and he didn't mention Richie, who yeah, well, yeah, as, right. as, the great as a Brett big Ritchie. body, a right shot, big body. he might plug in on that second line instead of Kuhlman, you know? I mean, who knows? Are you skeptical on Brett Richie? I mean, this this uh, I'm skeptical. This, this strikes me, and I know it's not big money, this strikes yeah, me as an right. overreaction to losing to the St. Louis Blues in a cup final where you got uh, pushed around. I think more. if Achari came back for $1 million, he'd still have Achari here instead of Brett Ritchie. Yeah, but Achari's the guy preference. that got tripped and was... Sta- <laughs> one one knee complaining to the he official. He was playing with a broken sternum. Uh, yeah, okay. I think some guys can go down when they get playing with a broken sternum. I'm, I'm going Jerry Callahan now that he's gone. I'm, the smear campaign has started. <laughs> he flopped and should have got up and continued oh, to wow. play. I thought only the Celtics and Red Sox do that. Uh, no, I don't believe that. I think he was a good player. But yeah, but nah, you get not, my point. They, they're I know going what you're saying. It's, six, not, this guy, it's not an overreaction because I don't even know. You know, Richie might not even play. I mean, the way he was talking up Lindholm. As a left shot center, who got a second who could year penalty kill? Yeah, he got a second year. That might be the guy that's actually plugged in here, and you might see Corrali on the wing, or you might see Corrali centering the third line with Coyle as a as a top six wing. So, let's face it, Cassidy and Sweeney they love versatility. Yeah, these are their guys, and, and that's what they're doing here. I mean, now Richie is not necessarily fit that mold because he's just a right shot, doesn't play center. Doesn't penalty kill. He fought Colton Pareko once, and they're like, "Let's take a flyer on this guy." <laughs> well, that'd be great if he knocked Colton Pareko out in the. In he the did first he had a couple right-handed bombs. Maybe, I saw it on hockey fights. Like they gone. play them in October, I think, so you can get that oh, out of the way, go. and then you know send send Richie to Providence in November. <laughs> I don't know. Why not? Right? Send a message. Somebody better run Binnington in that game. I want to see Jordan Binnington on his rear six end. Six months too late. I want to see him doing his uh, Stanley Cup dance after that. 
The Bruins also signed a couple two-way guys. Now, these are minor deals. Brendan Gauntz, are you familiar with the uh, former yeah, first-round pick I've here? I've the name, right? It's 25 like... years of age, but mostly has been a Utica Comet. Yeah, last year it was Cody Gulabouf that they signed. Mm. You know, these guys, just journeyman AHLers. If you end up, at this point especially, if you end up getting uh, getting down to that, you're in some bad trouble injury-wise. How about uh, the goaltender Legacy? Yeah, he seemed like a, a guy who's been around. We'll call him Manny guy. Legacy, but this is Max Legacy. This is Max, and... Um, no, they needed somebody for that. I mean, undoubtedly. That whole thing, that was funny, too. Sweeney said, we're in the goaltender market. We're going to be active oh, okay. on July 1st. Talk about uh, raising expectations. Is that what happened? In the Bruins world. Oh, everyone that follows the Bruins kind yes. of knows what they were talking about because they knew Zaino was gone, Zane, Mc- Zane McIntyre. He was group six free agent, so they needed to have a veteran. I mean, you can't have uh, Rask or Halak go down and turn to Vladar at this point. Not that he might not be a, a serviceable goalie at some point, but he's not ready for the NHL for sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess what did I expect? This is what this is generally what we expected. This yeah. is a team that's been burned by Bolesky and Bacchus. This right. is a team that has excelled in signing fourth-line forwards for cheap money. They're not going to overpay. And, the, and they, for their and, credit. And, and regardless, even if they wanted to get the top six guy yesterday, they can't do it because they can't. They don't. You can go You can go 10% over, but you don't want to necessarily do that, And especially if you're thinking that these – negotiations are going to go into the season. Yeah, but I dispute your th- – I mean, I know what you're saying, the uh, list deadline, but Bacchus wants out. If you, Of I course. Mean, that move should have been done by now. Mm. It's it's really – it's so hard to do right now. I mean, you look at it, – it's a different situation. I mean, it might actually be now, when you look at it, it might actually be more favorable to some teams than the Marlowe situation only because if you retain the salary, the team only has it for two years, say at $4 million, that might be more palatable than the fact that the uh, the Hurricanes had to pay out the buyout tomorrow, you know. Mm. So they have a cap pit and they had to pay out the buyout. Um, you know, there's just, there's just so many moving parts on that. But I don't believe David Backus will be here in October. And if he is, it'll be a big failure, you know, come September even. It'll, and, it'll be a major failure. Of this, and of this at the guy. trade deadline, if if that this is all the case, it's too late then to bring in a big ticket winger. They're gonna yeah. Have to I trade mean, they're not gonna have much cap space this year. Or hope to do that. internal improvement. Yeah, and you know, and then you look ahead and you have to extend Krug and you have to extend Coil. I mean, I'm not. Listen, I always say this. The and I wrote this. The Bergeron Krejci pair. You're never going to see that again in this in your lifetime, as far as. The, any it's been, team it's almost been the key but the to their success and the, the value. Have, the value of those contracts now is unbelievable. To have two centers like that that played, they were willing to take shorter money to stay here. Although you know, Krejci overpaid. Yeah, you know, I hear everybody you know clamoring in the, the Twitter sphere. David Krejci is a number one center. Okay, there are about twenty five other teams that would take him and make him the number one center, and and has been the whole time he's been here. Two number one centers taking that kind of money, being two way players. Who are in, you know able to play with with anybody out there to be good citizens? You're never going to find that again. But is Charlie Coyle the heir apparent to David Krejci? Because you know Krejci only has one year left after this season, um, so you have to think down the road that way too. And so you can't. You're gonna. You're, they're really t- tied up cap wise yeah. at this point. And you know, it, it, listen. The, Keep their own. We can go on a total tangent about yeah. the players not exercising this escalator and screwing their fellow players who are free agents now. The guys who already cashed in. It's amazing how stupid some people can be. Now, I want to talk about the division here real quick yeah. just to, set, to lay it. And mm-hmm. since you mentioned uh, things in the NHL, the offer sheet yesterday got uh, yep. the hockey world buzzing from yep. the Montreal Canadiens to Sebastian Ajo. I, I wonder if it's not going to be the only one. I wonder if the Hurricanes match this, if the Canadiens say, oh, here's the one for, for Marner, or here's the one for Point. Well, I, I said, are you off the air? I'm surprised teams don't collude to get yeah. around negotiating with these players, what you know? Why doesn't the GM of Carolina say to the, to Mark Bergevin, right. the Montreal GM, "Hey, yeah. give him an offer sheet for this much. He'll sign it, and then we don't have to. Well, then you know, we'll cap it." Because 
because if they got caught doing that, their organization would probably have to give up six first-round picks and $6 million and God knows what else. You but know? as it stands, this has got to be completely insulting to the uh, Hurricanes. Uh, you know, to, the I, I don't know if it's, I mean, What do you mean by insulting? Like nobody's had dared to do this. Like they're going to well, mash it. It's, it's about time, right? It's, it's, if you're, especially if you're the Carolina Hurricanes and you're owned by a guy who you know cleared out all the old school hockey guys when he took over and yeah. got rid of Ron Francis and thinks he's going to do everything all new and everything, and then he hasn't. You know, this, this Aho thing should have been done during the past season. He was eligible for the for the extension. If he's your best player and you're committed to him, you should have gotten it done. And so it's about time somebody called their bluff, and they're really calling their bluff here because we don't know this this tech guy with his you know buying and folding pro football organizations or whatever else this guy does. I mean, how much cash does he actually have on hand? Because he has to. He now has to pay. $21 million in the next 366 days for the one player, in addition to playing his, the rest of his team, in addition to playing that Marlowe buyout. We know from certain billionaires in the news every day how you can be a billionaire and not have a billion dollars in cash on you. I mean, people on Twitter— they, Is that why they front-loaded the deal? Exactly. Yeah. You make it—first of all, either one thing, one of two things are going to happen. He's going to match it, and he's going to be out a lot of money in a short time that's going to affect the rest of his business, maybe even affect the team. If you match this now, regardless of cap pick, can you afford to bring back a Furland or a Furland replacement in, in in terms of cash for this season? And, you know, so this is the way it goes. People on Twitter don't seem to understand that a billionaire, and this is part of why they vote for people who they vote for, a billionaire doesn't mean you have a billion dollars and you're richy rich and yeah. you can just throw cash everywhere. Just assets. It's tied up in assets. It's yeah. tied up in different accounts. It's It's budgeted to different parts of his business. I don't know whatever companies he has. What is his hockey budget? Does this break his hockey budget? It might. Is he willing to take from other places to feed his hockey budget? Who the hell knows? This guy's well, brand new. If the Car- and the Hurricanes pulled out a Twitter poll, will we match A yes or B we? I mean, so <laughs> well, that, those are just some you know, I guess, but turds not, in the in the in the social media department. I feel pretty confident saying they're going to match the deal, right? Though, exactly, that, which what, leaves the Canadians holding the bag. Well, they're going to wait the whole week. To, they have to, to wait the whole week. Right. That's why they I'm are wondering. In, quote win now mode with Carey Price and, yeah. uh, and well, Weber. there's two things going in Montreal's favor though. First of all, like I said, they could have two or three or four offer sheets lined up right now that they that their lawyers have already drawn up, and they maybe they're altering them to see you know what Carolina Carolina relaxed. But the other part is these UFAs haven't gone yet, right? So there's there's still a pretty decent list of, you know, the team. The cliche to say you can make a pretty good team of these Johansson and and some other guys like that, Furland, right? So there's 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 some guys still out there that they can that they can move on that obviously aren't in a hurry to sign it. And maybe those guys are waiting to see what happens in Montreal. People like to play there, and you never know. But let's face it, don't you think Montreal got a tip? Someone in the business community, Molson. Talks to somebody who talks to Dundon, who's familiar with Dundon's books, and they said this is the one to target. I mean, how much money? I mean, they they made yeah. such a big deal that the bunch of jerks it, it raised so much money. Well, yeah, it raised so much money, but how much is that compared to what the Canadians or the Maple Leafs make in a day? You know, so yeah. obviously, you know, you well, take got a, a headline for a couple of days. I guess they took yeah. a shot. Now the Florida Panthers took a big shot, as you mentioned, with Sergey Bobrovsky, <laughs> and uh, he. Now we saw him. You know, face up in that Columbus series. Yeah, he is impressive at times. This is the first year he sort of came over the uh, the playoff Bob uh, moniker, but he's a two time Vezina winner who still hasn't won anything yet. You sign him for a long term deal. You replace Luongo. They just drafted a first round pick goaltender, but it's getting a lot of headlines. They get Joel Quinville. They bring in Brett Connolly for an unseemly <laughs> number. 
It's uh, a hell of a, cl- a plan B, huh? No Panarin, so we're going to get Brett Connolly and Noah Chari. Noah Chari and Anton Strawman. So are the, are the Florida Panthers a force Oy. in the Atlantic? You know, it, well, that's just it. In the, in the old days, when they, they did this like five or six years ago when they were the Southeast Division, and they, they stocked up on every veteran out there and made the playoffs and got knocked out in the first round. I, I just don't see it. I don't see that they're that much better at this point. The goaltending is better, but... Remember, 10 months ago, Bobrovsky was being benched by Tortorella for Carposalo, <laughs> right? And he was, and he was, I don't remember that, but did I'll it, take your did they not? Ta- did they not leave him home on a road trip because he was so out of sorts? So now you've given him seven years? You want this guy to be the foundation for seven years? Pablo Bigori played in South ten, Beach. That's take his buddy. He $10 million of he's your— going to be relaxed. First of all, calm. South Beach and Sunrise, not close, okay? Not at all? It's uh, In traffic, Half it's about hour? an hour. It's yeah, like okay. Worcester to Boston, okay? Close this enough. is not— He's not living on South Beach and making it to practices on time, okay? <laughs> this is not – this is some kooky crap. And I'll tell you, this has to do with Del Talon, obviously. You know, he's getting up there in years, and he wants to try and do this in Florida, and he brings in the coach who demands this. We know the we know Quenville was demanding the, a goaltender like this. Luongo did them a favor, you know, bailed out of there. But they don't have any money probably to, 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 to get a backup, a legitimate backup. So you're, you're going to commit to Bobrovsky playing 60, 65 games – and be effective, you know, be Vezina Trophy worthy when he wasn't doing that, you know, how many months ago? I don't It, it does make, this. and our friend Pete Blackburn pointed this out, and I think DJ, the, the yeah. Tuca contract now becomes like oh. uh, team-friendly to the, to the well, nth degree. Ever now, since Carey Price on has been team-friendly, yeah. I mean, they won't have made as many cups as, you know, each one has missed one as many cups. But, oh, so go back to the division part, too. Yeah, the back of the old Southeast division days, sure, they might be the best team. How, do they real? Are they really better now than the Bruins, the Lightning, or the Maple Leafs? With Quenville, they might be. They might. I don't be know. I still don't like the defense core. I mean, Ekblad's been a disappointment. They 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 lean so much on Keith Yandel, who's getting up there in years. I mean, Strawman is so much up there in years. Yeah, he really is. That's a weird. I don't really. I don't see it. And they, you know, I, I just don't really see that much going on there. The Buffalo Sabers have a new head coach, Ralph Kruger. They brought in Colin Miller former Bruin, Curtis Lazar, yeah. Jimmy Vesey, and Andrew They're Hammond. Still the Sabres. Still the Sabres. Ugh. And, uh, you know, it's we talked about built these. around Jack Eichel, and that's probably not going to be enough. And the, <laughs> and the Ottawa Senators are not even worth uh, really oh, discussing. Oh, God, the Senators, for sure. I mean, uh, well, they, I love how they phrase it, the uh, blockbuster trade, the Cody CC blockbuster. Oh, my God. The Nikita what was that that's, about? That's, that's, how, <laughs> that's how they phrase it yesterday. So the Bruins are in decent shape, as we, we know that they were going to be in the mix. Yeah, again. and, and you want to go just quickly to go beyond that. I mean, Washington... They get rid of Barakovsky and they add Panic. Is that an upgrade? They lost Connolly, so they're upgrading. Pittsburgh has Pittsburgh, to make some. I they freed like, up some cap space, but they didn't really use it. Uh, Tanev, they Tanev, yeah. All oh, right, great fourth line guy. Um, Galchenyuk, they're going to put him on the like wing. Galchenyuk. I like that. Yeah, he's a scorer but, that doesn't play D, so they're going to be. They're, and they're, and they, but they still haven't upgraded the D. They got rid of Mata and haven't replaced him. And correct, they're going so, young in the back. Yeah, end. and you, so you don't know what's going on there. I mean, at this point. I mean, the Rangers right now the Rangers look got like the red if, if Lundqvist uh, can find a little fountain of youth, they're, they're really good. I like, you know, we'll see if Quinn can really coach now. He has to coach a real NHL team. You know, I wrote this for Forbes to say, say you know, the heat is on now. Uh, Gordon to get the supporting cast around this, you know, four, 11, what is it, 14, 11 million, 11 million point four or something? 11. Yeah, 11 million now a player, and it's up to Quinn now, the guy, the college coach who was right? coaching a True. bunch of kids and no pressure, we're rebuilding. Well, that's no more the case here. You got Truba on D, you got Panarin up front, go out and win some hockey games, and we'll see how that goes. But they're a th- more of a threat right now than, like, Pittsburgh, I would say, you know. 
and Duchesne went to Nashville, so he's oh out of the Oh, my God. East. That's another one. You didn't bring that part, that one up. Yeah. You, want, you want your GM doing that? No. Oh, my God. They're, no, tr- they're paying him like a number one. He's a number two. Oy. Yeah, good player, but not gonna, he's not ever going to be a, even a Ryan O'Reilly. So I want is nuts. I mean, you have to actually – I wonder how much the Canucks – Floated the seven times seven for Myers. Oh, the so Tyler this way, Myers deal. So this way, when they, this he, way when he they was did, getting scratched. So this way, when they year. did five times six, it sounds better than the seven times seven. They were rumored because it's still terrible. He was a third pair defenseman. It is amazing. Uh, last but not least, we mentioned Tory Krug last week. Do you, when does the Tory Krug extension happen? If it does, not well, that's not another until, thing that's in a holding pattern, right? But, like during the season, could they December second? Strike a deal, have something in place. Well, one or the other, either you're signing an extension or you're trading him, right? You're not losing him for nothing. You're not holding him for you're not. It's not an old which I rental, can't, I right? I can't believe they would ride him out. It doesn't. It wouldn't make like a lot Louis of Louis Erickson ride out Tory Krug. That would make no sense it, at all. It really wouldn't make any sense, especially if you have players on hand that you think can step in and, and handle. I it. got the feeling that deal is done. That deal is packaged, written, pencil. Both sides have agreed. We're going to hold off, and yeah, hmm. tenant. What, I mean, mostly. Why would the hold? Why would you be holding off? Because you don't want to. I don't think they're keeping any secrets. If that's done, I think the other agents are finding it. out about it. Um, but that that tweet from Tori was kind of interesting, the Kyrie Irving one. I didn't, yes. I didn't want to make it as exciting as, you know, Nesson.com made it, calling it the most mysterious tweet they've ever seen or whatever. I mean, I love these clickbait headlines. But it's interesting to see him do that and say, you know, since a week ago before that, he he was the one saying, I really want to stay here. I mean, they love him, and yeah. I don't think – and as much as this, I was suggesting trade him to keep Johansson, I, the play is back. and I, I take it back. Yeah, they and I still don't Krug think he's taking. I don't. I still don't think he's getting seven million either. People, I think he'll take the term over the well, over better. the amount because he understands as the Bergeron and Pasternak. Well, yeah. I mean, listen. This is the system, and I, somebody tweeted this today, and it it, it it explains it perfectly. This cap system, you you pressure the stars to take less money. So that general managers can go out on July first and overpay a bunch of second, you know, second tier players, which is what happened yesterday. You know, McDavid. Remember McDavid when he signed fourteen million, and everyone said, "Oh, you're crazy." So he, he yeah. took thirteen in the end because everyone pressured him. But meanwhile, Peter Shirelli's sin wasn't paying Connor McDavid as much as he wa- as he wanted. It was paying Chris Russell four million and Adam Larson, and you know, never mind the tail hall kind of. So Tory Krug. Should be a seven or eight million dollar player, and, and the Bruins know that. And he'll, maybe he'll get one of these deals with the signing bonuses. Maybe you know, especially since he knows also that his his career might not last as long as this next deal. Maybe he'll get a six times six, and he'll get a bunch of signing bonuses in the first two years, and he'll make so much cash that it won't matter. I mean, well, we've gone forty minutes in the podcast. It's oh, about wow. the time people start to uh, to lose focus. Uh, so I won't go much longer here, but it was uh, it's a fun, you know, 48 hours. Doesn't get the play that the NBA free agent market does. That's true. But uh, uh, still, th- things have changed. Uh want to say quick thanks to Gabby, who's been uh, a force. Gabby was awesome, yes. She came down Excellent to development job. camp, did a good job, filmed some things. And uh, you and uh, Diver had a good uh, mini pod last week, so maybe we'll yep. do more of that. Sure, we definitely will. At the skate pod on Twitter is on fire. We are bearing down on oh, yeah. the Bradford show. For and, the, and the off day. They're not even in our stratosphere. No, no, they blew past The that. off day is off Twitter. Uh, what will be coming up here on the show? You and I have to discuss that as well. We want to get Pete yeah. Blackburn involved for at least an Pete's episode a, in the near future. Be in here. Good. Uh, we have uh, plenty of ex-athletes in the area. We might pull a couple of those in. I want to do a Dale podcast. Do you want to be in with Dale? First of all, he has to agree to it. You took yeah, some shots it. at him about the book. I don't know. Is it icy now or is it fine? We, I want to get Dale on the record. How no, does he feel we, about we, only, He can only come on if he reveal strip. what his next book is going to be. 
He's giving other he's giving other media organizations the scoop about his sec about the second book, the big tease. But he didn't give specifics. We need to get the specifics. And, and you are on not involved. Book. I am not involved. Distinctly not involved. You backstabber. <laughs> he, he, he was he was cursing you out the other day. Uh, fine, but uh, you know I think people have responded nicely to the new. Uh, yeah, Twitter account. Well, that's why we have to stick with it. I mean, Rebrand. People, we're, we're, we people, are going to stick with it. People will love with it. Love it if we stick with it. And I think we've seen the great, the greatest podcast out there. All stick to routine. They stick to uh, certain days, and uh, I think we'll do that. I think we can definitely do uh, a full episode a week, and hopefully a mini episode a week. And if there's an emergency situation, maybe we'll uh, jump in if they do trade back us. Right. Emer- Absolutely. Emergency skate pod will be in. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Talk soon.